Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So of course we've been uh, we've been having quite a few conversations around the EFF, the appalling um, uh, sighting over the weekend. We see that now Elon Musk has uh, tweeted about it, which is a real concern. Because it's 150 million people, or however many followers he's got, who are now reading about this and reading about the fact that the third largest political party in South Africa's leader is singing about killing farmers, uh, which is really, really worrying. Uh, John Steenhuizen, he's the DA leader, uh, joins us this morning. John, a very good morning. Thanks for joining us, as you always do. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Howard. Great to be with you and great to be with the listeners. Uh, so, this uh, wonderful morning. It is indeed, or it, it should, certainly should be, but this is, look, it comes as no surprise because this is the EFF's tactic. It is intimidation, fear, and incitement. But it certainly shouldn't be allowed to continue, should it? No, but it's been cosseted for far too long, and that's the problem. And that's why yesterday we said we're going to draw a line in the sand because you know, the media laugh it off and treat it as if it's you know, just the naughty behavior of some you know, naughty individual and you know, turn a blind eye to it. Howard, can you imagine if I stood on a stage <laughs> at a DA rally? I used that example before. because the killing de- yeah. of a group of I would be pilloried by the media. No question. I would have pressure on my party to sack me as the leader. But here we, everyone just laughs into their sleeves and, and carries on as normal. Uh, not realizing there are disastrous consequences of these actions. And we've seen, dating all the way back to the Holocaust, Absolutely. to Rwanda, to every other genocide that's happened, it all starts with a politician or group of politicians whipping people up against an ethnic minority or some religious group or some category of person. And it always ends badly. And it amazes me that South Africa has just allowed Malema just get away with it time and time again. And I think it's time now for us to, particularly going into this election, to draw a line in the sand and say, this is acceptable behavior and this is unacceptable behavior. And I think what happened at that rally, the Minister of Nuremberg, um, was a very good example of what should not be happening. So the, 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 the question is this, is the, the fact that our Equality Court didn't deem it to be hate speech. I mean, they're wrong. It's clear. Uh, no matter what anybody says, it, it's the divisiveness, the fear, the uh, everything that hate speech is meant to do or can achieve is being achieved um, through through the singing. So it's very, very clearly hate speech. Can Malema rely on that as a defense and say, well, listen, it went to the Equality Court and they said it's cool. Well, I think the Equality Court erred dramatically. Mm. Um, they rightly declared the waving of the old flag as hate speech. Mm. Mm. How do you do that? And then, and then, you know, call for uh, a, a statement where someone says, actually, kill the farmer, kill the boer, followed with the chilling sound of machine gun fire, and that's not war talk or incitement to violence. It absolutely is. And we've seen there is a follow-up to that. Uh, the farm murder statistics, the rural safety statistics, all speak to that. And that's also one of the other reasons why we are seeking international arbitration on this matter now, because it's going to be very difficult for the South African courts to rule that this is not hate speech. If there's been a declaration by the 
United Nations Human Rights Committee or bodies of the United Nations that are set up specifically to prevent this type of thing around the world, having declared themselves this way. Also, I mean, what chance do you have of a successful prosecution or police investigation when the deputy head of crime intelligence is sitting coughing champagne with Malema and Mazzotti at an EFF mm, fundraising mm, mm. And that is part of the problem, is that you know, people are too scared. They treat Malema with kid gloves, and he needs to be dealt with now as a leader of a political party and be dealt with in the same way that the press, the police, the authorities would deal with any politician who got up and said those types of things. Do you have, uh, I mean, the United Nations, we know, um, didn't do enough around the Rwandan genocide. We know that they uh, they have erred in the part when, when called upon. Are you uh, reasonably confident that they will take this seriously? Well, I, I'm confident they will. I remember, in the wake of what happened in Rwanda and several other places, mm, mm. the sections dealing with genocide and the persecution of minorities has been significantly strengthened. Um, and if you look at some of those clauses that we'll be relying on to take this matter into the international uh, arena, uh, they, these comments fit precisely in that it's violence or aggression direct against a specific group of people based on their ethnicity or character, characteristics. And bear in mind that the Boer and the farmer is an allegory all non-African people. This is any South African who's sitting at home thinking, oh, well, this doesn't affect me because I'm not a farmer or I'm not a forgot, are lulling themselves into a sense of complacency. That those words are meant to determine anyone who's not black African. Mm. And that's you, it's me, it's, it's other people. Though we're not farmers, although we may not be Afrikaans speakers, believe you me, that is directed at at all minorities in South Africa. Oh, no, there's, there's no, there's no doubt about it, and there's, there's also no doubt that that unfortunately, uh, Julius Malema, as you've alluded to before, has been taught he will get away with this because uh, there, there, there isn't. It's, it's almost that the brand we we accept that this is just part of his brand, and it's as though you know it's it just is something that he can do. So he keeps pushing the envelope, getting positive, or even if it's negative, but getting a lot of publicity around it. The more outrageous he is. He doesn't seem to be offering anything of real substance. He talks openly about his friends in Russia and, and uh, you know, South Africa knows who their real friends are. It's all shock tactics that, that offers absolutely no substance and, in fact, quite the opposite can be very damaging to the country. But there's no doubt that he gets, to a very large extent, he gets a free pass. And I just but, wonder why. But not only that, Howard. Have a look at the disgusting cartoon by Brandon in today's business day, mm. which paints me as the problem, me oh. as the complainant, because I've raised this matter. That's so interesting. A Brandon's cartoon now says I'm dog whistling, whereas Milena had a foghorn. That's so interesting. Uh, 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 whistling wow. racial. But the business day, which should equally be concerned, because believe you me, when demagogues and dictators Absolutely. get in, it'll be Alex Parker and his team at the business day. It'll be the first people behind bars under a Malema administration. And yet they think it's funny to put a cartoon attacking the person who's actually trying to do something about it, 
but say absolutely nothing. Not so why do you think that? So why do you think that is? Because they're terrified of Malema. That's why the Business Day is terrified of Malema because they worry that if they push him too hard, they're going to end up with a mob outside their office. So rather wow. than, than, wow. than than criticize Julius Malema for and call him out, they call out the people who are who are actually standing up to do something about it. And I find that abhorrent. And that is why Malema gets away with it, because he is actively supported by the acquiescence of the establishment, the police, the courts. And here's the bigger question. The President of the Republic of South Africa, in his oath of office and in his constitutional responsibilities, is responsible for the well-being of all South Africans. We've not heard one word of condemnation from the President about an individual who is a senior political leader in our country getting up and calling for large groups of South Africans to be killed. Where is this president of ours? He too appears to be spineless in the wake of being able to get it. But what I find abhorrent is that the, the groups that should be standing up, like the business day, instead choose to bend the knee to the ESF. And I find it uh, entirely distasteful and I mean, that cartoon, I think, is a real low point. Wow, it really is. I haven't had the opportunity to see it. I certainly am going to have a look at it. But uh, it it, it really is. I think that in of itself is such an interesting reflection of of our political environment that, uh, as I say, without seeing it, but from what you've described, to take a situation where we have a leader of the third largest political party in the country in front of a mob dancing and singing, kill the farmer, and you who challenge that are turned into the villain in the story, I find absolutely... Absolutely fascinating. I mean, never mind appalling, but really, really interesting because I think it says way more than we wanted to say. John Stenhausen, thank you as always. Keep fighting the good fight and, uh, and uh, thanks as always for chatting to us.